What's up, guys? It's Fitter Food Radio. This is episode 123, and it's me, Mate Boy Whitmore, with, of course, Keris Marsden. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Episode 123. How cool is that? Oh, yeah. Didn't even think of that. Yeah. So now the next milestone will be episode 1234. So we've got a fair few to go. That is a lot of work. <laughs> well, you know, I've done 150,000 miles in my car. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to tell me something incredible then. At one point, 150 I, did, work I had <laughs> one, two, three. Yeah, you're yeah. with me. And I was like, this is going to be amazing. Like, if I can get it, so imagine when you look at your mileage, it's one, two, three, four. Da, 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 do you know what I mean? Life goals. And I missed it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm nearly there. <laughs> I'll keep an eye on it and then I missed it I was like damn it I've gone past it I was gutted what were you going to do when you saw it nothing no, take a photo take a picture put yeah. it on Instagram put it on Instagram <laughs> um, anyway <laughs> what have you done with your life this year wow. it's, the, it's the little things it's the little things isn't it um, one two three four <laughs> so what, what things have you achieved <laughs> not to be fair can you imagine we're on the first day you know, what's one of your biggest achievements? Well, well yeah, just <laughs> This one time in my car. <laughs> was it we game over? That's the question. It was nearly game over on our first date. When, when, do you remember this? It wasn't a date. We were friends at this point in time. And you kept kind of hinting that you wanted to take me out. And then you said, where where'd you like going for dinner? And I said, I love tapas. You said, what's that? <laughs> Did remember? I? Yeah. Fly me, really? Yeah. And I just thought... <laughs> <laughs> because the whole debate we kept having was, I kept saying, you were way too young for me. Yeah. You were like 20. No, I'm not, honestly. I'm, I'm well sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to treat the ladies. <laughs> Let's go for tapas. What's that? I forgot about that. It came up on Facebook. The only reason I remember it, to be fair, it wasn't. Don't worry, it wasn't like it wasn't game over because. But my university, one of my university friends, says I'll always remember that night you rang me and when he doesn't know what tapas are, it's never going to work. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a defining feature. To but, be fair, though, who needs tapas anyway? <laughs> Small plates of food. It's nonsense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, was, that was it, wasn't it? Even now, you hate it. I, go, I can't stand it. I, go, I just want one big plate of food. <laughs> we go, whenever we go abroad or anywhere, and it's like you come across a beautiful restaurant, and I say, this looks amazing. Can you see small plate on the menu? And you're like, we're not going there. <laughs> yeah, it's a no from me. <laughs> yeah. Because it just works out expensive. And then, well, that's how they've nailed it, isn't it? You don't, you go, we're never, oh, we, we get there, we panic. Are we going to have enough food? Hmm. So you over order and then it's like 70 pounds worth of small plates. Yeah. And then <laughs> anyway. But did you know we've been together 11 years? It came up on Facebook today. Have we really? Yeah, exactly. Oh. It said to, as of today. Oh. It's good to have Facebook told me because I'd forgotten. Happy anniversary. And you'd forgotten. Really. Yeah, happy anniversary. We don't we don't do anniversaries, do we? Not really. <laughs> we we just do milestones in terms of car mileage. <laughs> that's, what okay, that's how we that's how we roll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many miles is your car done? <laughs> <laughs> Probably about five. <laughs> Dear you gotta celebrate your wins, as they say. <laughs> but to be fair, my car's going strong on the inside. <laughs> that's Okay. Well, no, I mean, 150,000 miles, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? I don't know. 
Oh, yeah, what about cars? I don't it know. Is. I don't even know. How many miles has my car done? I, well, it's not my car. How many hell no, should I, I know? No, I know, but you check these things. Men look at these I, things. No, I don't check your mileage. No, no but the, men do generally look at car mileage. Sorry, that was a very sexist thing to say, but they do generally look at those types of things in a car and go and comment on it. And it's just irrelevant to me. I wouldn't maybe, know. Maybe I looked and I saw that there was no milestone coming up with your mileage. So I just, <laughs> no, it's irrelevant. I lost, I lost interest. <laughs> I've got nothing to achieve here. Just keep driving your two miles a week and we'll, we'll build up to something impressive at some point. So what should we talk about today, Keris? <laughs> I know what we were going to talk about. We were going to talk about coping, weren't we? Yes, we were. Coping, overwhelm, anxiety. Yeah. And stuff. And there's a reason I did just pluck that that statement out of thin air. We're going to talk about coping. But because I had a really busy week doing lots of lectures and clinics and things. And so it's always kind of a common theme that I see is is people not coping at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think it's partly because... There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot of kind of fear. There's a lot of change. And the, the world is just, it, everything's changing so fast, isn't it? I think yeah. we, we are becoming, there's lots of people saying this is in terms of the world, the globe, whatever. I don't know how you want to phrase this right now, but it doesn't support human health in that we're losing things like social interaction. We're losing a really nutritious diet. We're losing the ability to communicate with one another because technology's taken that over. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's becoming so alien, like it, in terms of, how I think it's meant to be and what would really be supportive of of human health. And so you can just see it kind of manifesting in terms of look at mental health issues now. They're just like through the roof, aren't they? In terms of the stats on them, but we don't know anyone who's not mentioned anxiety and people phrase it differently. Some people say, you know, outright say I've got depression. Some people say I've got anxiety. Some people say I'm just not coping very well. Um, yeah. But we've noticed it, haven't we? Across all of our friends talk about these kind of things at some point. I think it's it's natural. It's a human reaction to things. But I'm just noticing it kind of scale up very quickly. And what you'll tend to see is it, it does tend to reflect then in someone's physical health. So mm-hmm. inflammation, joint pain, blood sugar dysregulation, all of that comes off the back of, you know, kind of fear and anxiety. The way that we think will yeah. change our physiology. Yeah. So I thought, why not do a podcast where we talk about coping and what bits of advice that I, like I give a lot of advice to to clients I'm really good at doing it for other people <laughs> funnily enough I can sit there it's always the way though isn't it so logical about helping somebody else and then it's like giving yourself what you that need advice. to do is yeah <laughs> that's how it starts yeah do, yeah you know what you need but very interesting you know I was watching um you know we, we both like watching Gabor Mate who's doesn't does a lot of work on addiction and I was watching him in an interview and one of the questions to him, and he talks about things like childhood trauma and things that happen to you that lead to addictive behaviours in adulthood. But he's just very much, he's really fought to get kind of mental health issues and childhood issue, um, kind of childhood experiences on the agenda when it comes to, he's kind of based in Canada. So, but when the government are looking at public health guidelines, he's really kind of battled to get that acknowledged and, and it is now over there. And his work is, 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 you know, it's kind of very, it was very ahead of its time when he started doing it, whereas now everyone's kind of talking about many of these issues. But the question that he was asked at the end of an interview was, what would you go and tell your 20-year-old self if you had your time again? Yeah. And one of the things he said was, um, he was much more uh, articulate about it than, than I'm going to kind of be now, but it was something, like, it was along the lines of, don't care what they think. Mm. And he never said who they were. And I think his next point was, it doesn't matter who they are, Yeah. but we just, we care too much about, 
you know, what others think. Yeah. Um, and then he was kind of like, a, 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 you know, and the second thing was he said, kind of open your heart, stop being in your head so much, like yeah. open your heart. And these amazing things will happen to you. And one of the things he'd mentioned in this interview is how he got fired from a job and how much it was an absolute blessing in disguise and led him down the route. He wouldn't be what he was today without being fired from that job mm-hmm. because he was working in a hospital and what he was doing was he disagreed with how things were being done in the hospital. So went against the grain right. and got sacked for that and was very kind of angry about it, but it led him to get another role working with actually, I think it was homeless drug addicts, which led him to look at addiction. And now he's kind yeah. of, you know, this is what he writes books about. And this has led to his kind of discovering his purpose in life. But that was meant to be that he got fired from that mm. job. And that also is kind of something that I often talk about with clients where I say a lot of things that we think are disastrous at the time are possibly an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And what we're losing the ability to do is, is reframe those things. Yeah, we're yeah. so caught up in like, you know, how bad things are and negativity and, you know. And- you know, when people say, and I've said this, oh, it'll be j- just my luck. That's what will happen. Yeah. You know, like in a negative way. Yeah. Like, you know, it couldn't possibly go right. It's just my luck that's yeah. going to go wrong because yeah, that's yeah. how everything just always happens for me. And we kind of develop this mindset over time, don't we, where we play the victim, which, you know, we've, we've been quite open about that, you know, like, like you know, I suppose speaking personally, like I've had moments like that where mm. I'm a bit like, you know, it's just it's just my luck. You know, it's just the, just the way things are at the minute and just having like a real run of bad luck, so to speak. Yeah. But, but the reality is that kind of stuff happens to everybody. Yeah. In fact, right, I'll tell you a, I'll tell you a story. Oh gosh. You ready? <laughs> go the abridged version. Go, go and put the kettle on. Yeah. <laughs> um, you you need a flask of coffee for this. No, so it's to be like both me and you just have moments where we speak to certain members of our family where we can literally put the phone down, wander off, clean the kitchen, come back, and they're, they're still, still going. going. <laughs> still going, and just go yeah. Transmit no receive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine kind of uh, reached out to me uh, last year. They were quite quite down about some things. And we ended up having a really, you know, a big, big chat about kind of like everything that was going on. It turns out that this friend thought that I had this perfect life and they didn't. And they kind of didn't, not just me, but other people. They just kind of felt like... I, you know, I was settled down with you. We got a house, got a successful business, got a dog. Everything's happy, 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 perfect, perfect, perfect. Which, in that sense, it is. You know, like, you know, I'm very grateful for everything I have in my life. And then he started talking about some other people, like some other mutual friends. And he was, it was all about comparison. Yeah. And he kind of felt that, you know, he was a little bit older and yet he felt like he wasn't as successful. He wasn't as switched on. He didn't have like these things. He wasn't in a relationship and, and this, that and the other. And I kind of said, mate, like, first of all, you're, you're way off. Like everything isn't perfect. And I kind of like put a few things to him that were kind of like a bit of an issue for for us at the time and he was like really genuinely surprised he was like really i said yeah like but but what made you assume that everything was just hunky-dory like and he was like well that was just the impression i got and i said yeah but why does it matter you know like if that even if that was the case yeah that's not a reflection on you yeah you know Um. because i then listed a load of like things that he had like hugely successful business 
lots of people working for him like things that to other people would be like oh that guy's really successful yeah got a great great job he's got a nice car nice house etc etc and yeah it's amazing how you know you put the two comparisons together but he thinks that everyone else has got so much more than he has Mm. and sees himself as a failure because he's kind of comparing himself yeah to those other people yeah so he kind of almost like felt because he's not in a relationship and doesn't have a family, doesn't have a dog. That's doesn't have a dog. Thing. Doesn't have a dog. But <laughs> oh, I suppose like... Needs a dog. Th- th- everyone needs a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're allergic, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I suppose like the point I'm getting at is like, like we're always comparing. Like we're always using other people as a benchmark or we're always using our age as a benchmark. Yeah. Like, I've got mm. to have achieved X by this age. and I've got to add that by this age and this, that and the other. Oh, everyone else has got it. Everyone else has just got it made. Everyone mm. else is... is just has all the luck but i don't even the look i think i think some of it is also when you look at well, it's not luck no 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 but i was gonna say speech yeah you get intimidated as well, as well by that kind of element of comparison so you're forever looking at people who you know are incredibly brilliant at what they do and mm. and we've we've spoken about this like to, to be to have a presence on social media right now you know we just go back and forth with it where we say yeah let's go we can do it we can do it we can fly the flag for like the doing the basics and and not filtering and all this kind of stuff and then we just we just kind of go do you know what we just it just goes up a gear and we can't compare you know mm. like everyone else looks more professional more flashy you know and, and we'll we'll kind of question it and then go well, then we get another boost and we go no we can do it we can do it. And, but it's the same I look at other people that I, I you know kind of follow and study their work and I'm like gosh will I ever be able to speak that eloquently and that that kind of you know I watch TED talks and I'm like I could never do that I couldn't speak like that mm. and I'll never know that have know that subject matter that well and and so there's that kind of element to which you you then kind of feel like I think I think what you do is you 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 overwhelm yourself and and you're filling your head with with kind of a lot of unnecessary chatter about things that that it, it doesn't do you any favors essentially mm. and then suddenly when your life does get busy you almost, like I said, lose that ability to cope. And when you look at the generations before us, like we spend a lot of time with our grandparents who who think that our generation has lost the plot, don't they? Like literally, if you look at, yeah. if you ever put like the, the oldest and youngest generations together in one room, the older generations just sit there going, well, we didn't do that. You know, it's very difficult. Like we didn't do that in my day, but because they didn't have the internet, they didn't double check absolutely everything. They didn't compare themselves consistently, constantly to everybody. Mm. They worked for, for in, from kind of my observations more in a community and helped each other out yeah. so it wasn't a case of like you know parenting and things like that it was much more kind of like oh I'll look after the kids I'll help you I'll do the school it, it just that's the way that they've kind of fed it back to us I'm sure there was an element of, of competition slightly there still but that's accelerated more now and they were much more intuitive about things and situations and, and kind of had that Maybe it was that kind of post-war graft a little bit where it's like, come on, like you know, chin up, let's 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 get this yeah. sorted, and 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 I think that's what we're slowly losing that a little bit because also we and we're really lucky to have our grandparents, but some people don't have that that kind of positive influence on them either. There's not the same. We're losing the role models essentially, but that were around before technology, who would have said, come on, like have some perspective here. This is absolutely daft, you know. Mm. So I suppose what I'm saying is I think because the technology is there distracting us all the time or coming in all the time, it's almost quite hard to order your thoughts and rationalise like you would have done without that. You know, like we don't, 
reflect in the same way and we don't kind of give our head time to process and, and put put a strategy in place a coping strategy yeah. in place because another thing has come in that we're like oh now yeah, i gotta deal yeah. with that and another thing another thing and it's not just you the people around you are doing the same so gosh if you're a parent or if you're in charge of a team or anything like that it must just be relentless how much this overwhelm comes in and, and then you just feel like you, you actually can't cope like there's just no way and mm. and I suppose what you and I have been trying to do from the start of this year is is really be aware that we're letting ourselves get into that state and and say well this doesn't do our health any good we need to stop in our tracks and like put together some kind of steps or processes or strategy to allow us to cope a little bit better and yeah. sometimes I will go quite quiet and just disappear a little bit you know from like social media and email and everything because I'm just like I just need to just batten down and just yeah no distractions yeah but, but also just go and like watch tv without you know nobody talking to me and that kind of thing mm. and I think as much as you were just saying about your friends that okay, what he couldn't cope with was almost like social isolation or, or well, not social isolation, but... Yeah, but... but I suppose intimacy, it, he doesn't have intimacy or... Yeah, I mean, there definitely was that. But loneliness. then equally, it was a... I think for me, it's... it's a, a lot now I feel how people think of themselves is based on who they're comparing themselves to. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And that's why... I don't know if I mean I don't know if I was getting my point across very well earlier when I started telling you that story, but I do feel that for me it's like people feel overwhelmed because they compare themselves to what other people are doing, what other people have achieved, and and see it as, as reflecting poorly on them. Yeah, like they haven't done enough, they're not good enough, they're so not then successful. They put pressure on themselves, immense pressure. Exactly, yeah. too much pressure. Yeah, and they struggle to cope, and yeah. and we and we've done it like yeah. so many <clears> times because we bought into that whole you know we're business owners we're entrepreneurs you know like we've got a hustle we've got to work our ass off all the time we've got to stay up late we've got to get up early because you you, these are the people we were following on social media that tell you that that's what that's what's required to be successful and it's like but really is that really all it takes you know just you know, working relentlessly and running your health into the ground. Because I said to you, didn't I? I was a bit like, well, if that is what it takes, I, I don't know how badly I want it. Yeah. Because above yeah. everything, I want my health. Yeah. yeah I, you yeah. know, like, that's my biggest investment. Yeah. And that becomes be- before anything, because what, what, you, what are you... what are you doing it all for? If you essentially, it was all very well having the hustle and a huge successful business, but what, what do you do then with all of that if you have no time? Yeah. Like, you have no time to enjoy any of it. So. Yeah, you're just knackered. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> just can't can't can't, do, can't leave the house because you're just so fatigued. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like why you're seeing a lot of you know suicide rates and things like that are kind of increasing exponentially. You know, and there's lots of media headlines around that. Like, what is the problem? I think some of it is that you know I, I, there are so many things that feed into this. But everything I said at the start of the podcast, a combination of we're just we're just not in the right environment for human health right now. That's probably the simplest way mm. that I can put it. And that comes from a, a community communication perspective, from a nutrition, from a, a lifestyle, from and then like you've said, from a almost. Uh, what we're doing this for, what we're working towards yeah. and what's the, you know, we've lost that kind of, we've lost the common good. We've lost the, the element of kind of, you know, just like purpose and fulfilling, you know, the needs of others a little bit because yeah. it's all become about you. And if like you just said, if you like with your friend, if you're not living up to any of this, then you've got no status really, you know, yeah. you've got nothing 
And I think that's the kind of the direction, the wrong direction that, that everything that, that we've gone in. But rather than kind of discuss that more and more, I think what's most important is how can we, how can we change it? How can we, you know, stop ourselves? Mm. Because it's also human nature to get swept up in it all <clears throat> with complete kind of, like I said, a lack of awareness that you've got carried away. You, you have a, a good one-liner that you say to me when I kind of, every now and then I'll make the mistake of kind of waking up and starting to think about how much I need to do and start listing it in my head which I do because it's just, just a habit whereas I'm always a bit like I need to remember to do this 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 and this but I'll start listing it and then suddenly I can feel myself getting overwhelmed and then I'm like I don't know if I can cope with like the amount of work that I've taken on and the things I need to do and I come down to you and I just start listing it don't I like, yeah but then I'll also throw in bad stuff so like it's like a machine gun yeah I'm like how am I supposed to be able to do this 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 and this and this and so and so said this and this is really you know like negative 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 and you have a great one liner that you <laughs> reply back which is bitch please <laughs> <laughs> it's in the, if any of you have watched uh, The Hitman's Bodyguard with Samuel L. Jackson and <laughs> Ryan Reynolds he does it in that and I'm like that's amazing but sometimes now <laughs> I say it to myself bitch please <laughs> so I start and then I literally go bitch please <laughs> like stop it <laughs> because it's such a waste of your energy it's such a like and, and I, I definitely feel a benefit writing you know kind of getting a bit organised, writing mm. stuff down, um, being realistic and um, more and more, which is a bit revolutionary for me because I am a yes person. This month I've been like, actually, I'm going to start to cancel some things that I committed to and say no a little bit more because I'm getting that kind of feedback from my on my health where it's mm. like I'm not sleeping as well as I should do. And as much as you can then start to really go back, why are you a yes person? You know, like. But that's the thing. I mean, the hard thing is when you talk about this kind of stuff, and I just want to be very clear here as well, like we're not trying to in any way try to come across as any experts no, on, no. on mental health or, or anything <laughs> like that because we know that, you know, like this is purely our opinion based on our own personal experiences yeah. over the years with like anxiety and overwhelm and things like that. And also that everything that's going on in... In the media. In, in the mm -hmm. media. And, you know, as <clears throat> you probably are well aware, you know, someone else from a reality TV show, Love Island, has, you know, committed suicide for reasons, I suppose, like we don't, we were never really truly know. No. But, you know, I suppose that the impression you do start to get is that it is, it was all about overwhelming pressure yeah. to look a certain way, to maintain a certain level of fame, to achieve a certain amount of likes and interaction on a post. And the thing is, people of an older generation would laugh at that stuff yeah, and be like, yeah, yeah. you sound pathetic, what's wrong with you? Oh. But nowadays, it's important it's, to people. It's status. It, 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 it yeah. means a lot. I mean... Status update has become status. Yeah. But, yeah. It, but it's true yeah. in, all, in all seriousness it is true like you know if I I mean if I went to Minan and I was like no one likes my Instagram post she'd be like <laughs> if you heard yourself yeah yeah put the kettle on yeah. you know but but I do think in 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 this day and age like with all these reality TV shows it's I think it provides almost like a a very false level of success you know and some some of you know don't get wrong some have gone on to to achieve some great things Others, it's very, very short-lived and it's all this, it's a bit of a whirlwind and they don't quite know what to do with this this newfound fame and this may be like a huge kind of like injection of cash that they never had before, that they can live a lifestyle that they couldn't before. But, you know, there's not enough in place to ensure some 
some longevity of yeah of that type of thing and, and i do feel that just 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 going back to my spirit guide george michael here oh here we go <laughs> one thing that was amazing about reading his biography was he talked a lot about the fact that when he first started out he had this passion to like perform and sing and dance and so naturally wanted to get out there and be on stage and did the dance routines as a teenager in his bedroom. Like it was just in him. He would like on the, on the bus home, he was inventing, I think Wake Me Up mm. Before You Go-Go was like on the bus home and, you know, just put the tune together in his head. So he just had that natural talent. But when he got out there and toured, he said they absolutely loathed it. Like he loathed the whole kind of process of touring and being up there and things that you and I would look and go, gosh, you know, touring, or you know, mm. must be amazing. Absolutely hated it and soon realised that wasn't for him and wanted to do something where he, also he was taken more seriously. So he wasn't just a dance routine because he soon started to get kind of attacked by other artists who were like, well, yeah. don't take them too, too yeah. seriously. They're just too, you know, they're just a pop routine essentially. And so that got this massive frustration even though he was a very talented writer and singer, was never taken seriously because of Wham! And then would go out and everyone would be like, just do Wham! You know, go and, go and do your... Do the, and, and, and you can kind of see the frustrations. But then when I was speaking to my dad about this kind of thing, and I talked to my dad about social media, he says the problem here is it gets courted and then it gets... When it doesn't go right for you, it's the worst thing ever. And mm-hmm. I think that is kind of what happens a little bit. And even as us as individuals every now and then you can think there's something that I want to put out there that I'm really passionate about I want to share yeah. it and we use that platform and then you get a negative comment back and it's it's not very nice and and you're attacked on it and that platform is then the worst thing ever and it's really hard to maneuver how to be out there in that kind of public arena and doing things and doing things to help people and, and for the greater good and hopefully that's what what it's what it really should be about but then equally not taking everything so seriously mm. and personal when it's not going your way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and as for if people are out there trying to launch a business on there and, and feeling like it's it's not going too well. Half of this stuff, by the way, is being decided by the algorithm. So, like, none of us know what's going on with that yeah. either. But we often see that as a reflection on the content that we've put out there, you know, that blog that you spent hours writing about, I don't know, thyroid or whatever it might be. And then suddenly, like, it tumbleweeds across social media was it because it wasn't a good blog? Was it because the content, you know, wasn't very inspiring? You were boring. Th- those are the things that, that you take from that. Whereas actually it could be no one actually saw it because the algorithm decided yeah. that that's what happened that day. But th- there's a lot of, again, same thing. When you've got that level of, you know, overwhelm and anxiety, there's a lot of you will take the the negative, you, like as in you'll always go for the negative interpretation of a situation, which also it's almost like this becomes a kind of mediator of the situation. It just continues it. It makes it worse and worse. Mm. George Michael is just interesting, like reading his stuff, because there was so many times where, you know, kind of you just get, you know, kind of the the comparison side of things and all of that when it's almost like, you know, you've got a talent, you just want to go and do your thing. But it, yeah. it's almost it, it was kind of made impossible. But then, like I said, you know, it, there was a lot of caught in the, the kind of the public eye as well. So what do you mean? As in, you need it, don't you, to go and do to be oh, able yeah, to, yeah. So, oh, so but then it kind of you know backfires. But I think the, the 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 biggest kind of problem at the moment is just how fast the technology is moving. And we've said this before. David Bowie said this: this just the, the world wasn't ready for the internet. Like it just no. wasn't, and we weren't ready as as a race. Like but, to well, that, I, that's the that's the thing. I think. I mean, I, I agree that times are changing, and and it's important that we move with the times. But I almost feel like the last kind of ten years. Like, it's just all happening a bit too quickly. Yeah. You know, like, 
like there, there are people now, you know, the kids at school that were saying that when they're older, they want to be an influencer. Yeah. What do you want to yeah. do when you leave school? I want to be an inf- I want to be a social media influencer. Like, you know, 10 years ago, that wasn't a job. Yeah. You wouldn't have seen a future in something like that. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing by any means. You know, if there's an opportunity there and someone has got some kind of influence and can make money from from it, why the hell not? Yeah. But I think you've got to be of a certain mindset to be able to handle that kind of industry. In the same way, I suppose, that like uh, if you're going to be a model, you know, where you're judged quite literally by how you look and yeah. very little else. Yeah, yeah. They don't really care about your personality. They just want to know how good you're going to look in a, on, a, on the catwalk or in a photo shoot or whatever it may be. You know, you've got to have a certain, you've got to be able to handle rejection. You've got to have people tell you you're too fat, you're too thin, you're, you're ugly or whatever it might be. Otherwise, you know, it would just eat you to pieces. But that is social media. Yeah, yeah. Like people are kind of constantly like they're, they're seeing how you look. They get a, a bit of an idea of what your personality might be like, and you know people are bloody horrible. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean there is awful, awful things that go on there. But I think, I suppose one thing that that you know in terms of coping strategies now, I I, I have some friends and family who've who've said I'm I'm going to step off social media now because it it doesn't it doesn't serve me, and mm-hmm. I, I think I was healthier when it didn't exist, and and they can't cope with the kind of comparisons and also i think the, the problem with social media is it brings conflict right into your hand every single day mm-hmm. in terms of like you just said it could be conflict in terms of commentary on a post it could be conflict in terms of really bad news that's coming down your your news app that makes you kind of again like kind of spirals you into a bit of kind of fear and anxiety or it could just be conflict in that you're having a, a kind of you're having an argument or a disagreement or fight with somebody be it kind of over this existing families and friendship groups and you're in contact with them all the time mm. and mentally that's really hard to deal with and so I know people who've come off social media because they've said well I had this fallout and then like literally every status update was aimed at me and it's like god when are we, when are we getting that position like that's just so so awful isn't it that like, you see that across branding as well like brands fight across social media and I think the one thing I try and do, and I think everyone should try and do, is just share the good stuff. Just share the the dog videos and the, like, the, you know, yeah, the work I, I, of Greenpeace, which I think is yeah. incredible. Like, share the good stuff. Like, bring attention to the good there stuff. There definitely needs to be a balance, doesn't there? I yeah. mean, you, you kind of, um, you do find some people are, you know, not happy unless they're whinging yeah. or posting negative. You know, but then at the same time, I think it's important that you have a, an, an element of transparency, and real transparency. Ne- what did I say? Transparency. <laughs> Transparency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like your inspirates. <laughs> hey, listen, you knew what I meant. <laughs> God, I'm a catch, aren't I? Um, but do you know what's interesting? It's like we made a joke the other day about. I think people look at you on online and think, well, you know, I know, like I looked at you and said, really incredibly good looking guy so confident so popular so like must not have a trouble in the world sporty athletic you very much love life and you've talked about the fact since we launched a business how you weren't prepared for the pressure and everything that came and it's really knocked your confidence and it's and it's something you've struggled with from a kind of anxiety perspective and i can't remember what we were watching we were watching harry's what's it called harry's heroes the about the footballers oh yeah yeah harry's 
Full English. Harry, Harry's Full English, which is about the English fo- English uh, team, the footballers. From the 90s, yeah. From the 90s, 90s they've all footballers. got back together to play a football match against the Germans, and most of them have got out of shape. And I said yeah. to you, do you think you would ever get like that? And uh, and your response was to Sarah. She went, well, no, because I've got I've not got a lot else going for me, which... You know, we laughed about. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I got, I got little else going for me other than my looks. Yeah, so so I, I can't, I can't I hang on to I it. Can't be sporting it. <laughs> Third trimester belly won't work for me. But like, it made me laugh because you, you have so much going for you. But that's the obviously part of the dialogue that you have with yourself, as in the negative dialogue that you have yeah. with yourself, and. You know, and I was just like, "Gosh, that's awful that you, you know, would would say that about." Because I, I like, only bants. Yeah, I know, I know, but but I also know there's an element of truth to it because I know you, and I know there's yeah. been times when you've said, "You know, I, I wish like George Michael <laughs> that you were oh. taken more seriously." <laughs> no, but that you were taken more seriously because you have a ton of experience. You've worked with clients for much longer than me. You must be nearly twenty years working with clients. You're really good at getting in yeah, their head. Yeah, I um started with working with you when I was when I, when I was 10 <laughs> when no. I was when I was 30 yeah. <laughs> I, I got my first client <laughs> uh, carry on at the ice cream van yeah <laughs> taught them how to eat ice cream anyway what I was about to say was uh, you, you are, you've been longer than me because you started when you were about 16, didn't you? As in working with people and understanding people and coaching yeah. and teaching. So in terms of your coaching skills and motivational skills and say, getting inside someone's head, reading them, you know, you're another level. But again, out there right now with all the noise, it's really hard for you to get across why you don't want people to be distracted by a keto diet or, a, um, you know, like some new fancy carb cycling protocol or some new fatty supplement. You're like, please don't get distracted, you know, because you've been around for so long yeah. and you know what works and what doesn't and 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 the habits and, and it, you, it's frustrated you. And at times you've said, sometimes I just want to leave this industry, this industry that I love, that I don't know where else I'd ever be. I hate it. I hate what it's become and, and the faces that dominate it. Sometimes it's all... It's, there's a lot of misleading people, I suppose, and not educating. And that's been a big frustration of yours. So what I'm trying to say here is that, you know, I think, but the part of the dialogue you say to yourself is because, you, you, you know, you are championing that message of like habits and keep it simple and do the basics. It's almost like it, maybe, you know, people say, well, that's not exciting enough. So I'm mm. going to go off and find something else. Yeah. And and similarly, I suppose from my perspective, it's people call it imposter syndrome as well. To a certain extent, both of us get really bad imposter syndrome I, I'm around a lot of people who talk so scientifically about nutrition I'm just like what am I doing here like I just when I teach I'm like I don't even know why I'm at the front of the class right now <laughs> like yeah. I really feel I should be sat on the front row looking at the board yeah and I don't even use the staff toilets at the college because I'm like I'm not staff just so weird do you know what I mean I'm just like really? yeah I'm just I'm just the eternal student to me that's I think I just went back there because I quite like learning so it's like well I don't know. Anyway, but but and I I found sometimes going back to our topic of coping, I've I've found sometimes that the the dialogue that I'm having with myself is making me not cope. Like I'm telling myself mm-hmm. these things that then me I'm going I can't cope with all of this. But it was me that that said a lot of the things. Yeah, yeah. And that I can flip it. And so I'm trying to do. I used to get on the train home from a whole day of lecturing and try and work. And say to you, like, oh, just clear my emails on the way home. And then a few times I was like, I'd open a fiction book or, you know, my finest hour was last Saturday when I was so tired and there was lots of delays on travel. I got OK magazine <laughs> on the mm-hmm. way home. But I was literally like, 
give yourself a break. Like, yeah, chill yeah. out. Give yourself a break. You've worked really hard to... I literally... It was almost like you in my head, which is weird, isn't it? But almost like you sat there going, you've worked really hard. Travel's been a nightmare. It's nearly nine o'clock. You're still not home. It's Saturday night. Everyone else is out. To be fair, there was people on the train, you know, with gin and tonics and Percy Pigs having a massive party. I just had an idea for an app. <laughs> what? Like a positive, positive Yeah, so, app. I, so what, <laughs> I would record like a motivational video. Yeah. Like on different things. So if someone wants motivation to get to the gym or if someone wants some... Someone's feeling a bit overwhelmed. Like they can just press the button yeah. and the video will come up with me. <laughs> so if it's overwhelming, it'd be... It worked bi- really hard today. It'd be, bitch, please. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> Have you heard yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Write a list. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> what free actions are you going to take? It's an e-course of steps. <laughs> yeah. But on that subject, though, I found, like, if you chill out and you give yourself that break and you just shut off your mind and stop talking to yourself so negatively, and then... The next day you are refreshed and ready to go again. Whereas if you don't do that, you wake up the next day and there's more emails come in. There's more, more things, more, more tasks, more, more information to kind of process. You're overwhelmed and mm. then you can't cope. No. And it's because you never gave yourself a chance to cope, which is sometimes buy an OK magazine. And maybe I nearly got some Percy Pigs actually because I was like, this is Saturday night. It's nine well, o'clock. I'm still stuck in the station because of all this windy. The weather was awful. The winds making the slow, trains go slow. And I was like, I just, it's not like a treat myself, but I was like, do you know what? Just try and make a bad situation a little bit bearable. Better. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, But I suppose like for me, like when it comes to coping, you know, there's always going to be times that are a lot harder than others, more challenging than others for, for many different reasons. But I think a, a big issue, and this is something that both of us were very, very guilty of, and do you know what we still are, despite being better at it, is that we, we feel overwhelmed. You know, we, we list off these things that need to be done. I've got to do this, I've got to do that. You know, so much needs to be done by this date and blah, 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 blah. And that's all well and good, kind of having your to-do list and your your deadlines and whatnot. But if it kind of gets on top of you and it's kind of constantly kind of beating you down because you just feel like you're, it's never ending, you're never quite getting there. The, the worst thing is, though, is that you've set this bar of stuff that needs to be done. You know, this is what I need to do. Yeah. But you keep kind of chipping away at it. You keep feeling overwhelmed. It keeps getting the better of you and you don't achieve it. But instead of going, do you know what? I need to lower the bar a little bit. Yeah. I need to lower my expectations and reduce the amount of pressure that I'm putting on myself. Yeah. You don't. You just keep saying, I, I just need to be better. I just need to work hard. I just need to do more. And sometimes that is required. Yeah. Sometimes you do need to kind of, you know, pull your finger out and crack on and, and whatever. But I think for a lot of the time, we, we need to lower the bar. And, yeah. and that's something for me has been hugely powerful. I used to give myself these colossal to-do lists, as you did. And I used to get really annoyed if by the end of the day I hadn't got through them. But then I kept saying to myself, oh, but next week I'll just get up a little bit earlier. I'll do this, I'll do that, you know, because that's what entrepreneurs do. They get up really, really early. And I thought, crikey, like, if I get up any earlier, I'm not going to be getting any sleep at all at this rate. And I thought, well, actually, do I need to do all of that, really? Or have I just given myself this big to-do list because I feel an obligation as a, as a business owner, yeah. as someone who's self-employed <laughs> to show that I'm, I've achieved something, I'm successful. So now for me, I mean, you could look at my to-do list and it might not seem like there's, there's that many things on there. But the good thing then is, is it means that I can, I look at that list, I don't feel overwhelmed. Yeah. I actually feel 
excited more than anything because it's really satisfying for me to tick when I can off. tick something yeah. off. And at the end of the day, I just see a line through everything yeah. of all my tasks I'd set out to do that week or that day even. And then it's rewarding. Yeah. And it feels like I have achieved something. Whereas if there's something without a line through and I'm like, oh, I've got to do that tomorrow now. And then the next day, there's a couple of other things without a line from that. Well, that's for the next day. Yeah. The next thing you know, you get to the end of the week and you've got all these things that that you've carried over to the next day and you, you just feel like you're playing catch up. And that's one example because we are self-employed. We run our own business. You know, there are things that need to be done within our business, within our roles, et cetera, et cetera. Your to-do list might be very, very different if you're someone who maybe works for somebody else, you know, you've got a nine till five or whatever it may be. So your to-do list might be much more so based on, do you hate your job? You know, do you need to write a CV? Do you need to contact a recruiter? Yeah. Do you need to do something to kind of feel like you're making, making progress. a change? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, cause, and same for, I think, like, if even if you are, you have a busy family life and that you know, easily becomes very, you know, overwhelmed very quickly. And it's it's about, as you just said, well, I think my, my, my tip was going to be like, shut out the noise. Uh, I think that's so important, like shut out the noise, which means like you come, you step away from the phone, the technology, the apps, and you start to, rather than kind of, like you've just said, kind of stress about things that need to be, be done. And it's actually start to make a, a list of priorities and do them. And personally, I think if you've got tasks to do that are kind of, study-based or focus-based mm. in this climate now you've got to go and shut yourself away like I yeah. really I've, I work in the library now and I'm absolutely loving it again it's taken me right back to being at university and in there everyone else is working it's a bit like a co-working space I suppose because everyone else is in there working as well and it just puts me in that right zone but then I set myself like you one task to do before I leave so yeah. it might be one set of presentations to, to kind of write and it's like the, the everything goes off, the any kind of interaction, turn off notifications. Some people use that little app where a tree grows. I can't think what it's called. Do you remember? Oh, and, yeah, and if yeah. you actually look at your phone, the tree dies. dies it goes Whatever it is, there's, there's loads of stuff out there that can help. But it's really important that we train our brains to focus for like cycles. Some people say like 90 minute cycles and then take a break, move around, go outside, whatever you want to do mm. and then and then go again. And if you never do that, if you are constantly spreading your attention across several different things, a conversation, a phone, a laptop, then you can never achieve your tasks. So then you're constantly overwhelmed and you're not coping. Mm. If that makes sense. So train yourself. You almost need to make sure you keep that discipline of, of achieve one task, tick it off and then move on to the next one. And it really helps if there's a task in your head that's creating anxiety, nail that task first. Yeah. And nail it when you're really fresh. We've talked about this before, but first thing in the morning, eat your biggest frog. Eat the biggest frog, yeah. Yeah, and then that's done and, and anything else can be a bonus at, yeah. that, at that point. But I think also, like, it, it, it's also about that, I suppose upstream of it is think about the amount of stuff you're taking on as well. Yeah. I think that's really important. And, and why are you taking on so much? Why are you becoming, as I mentioned, you know, why are you being the yes person in this equation? Well, do you know, it's like my, like my mum, since she retired, has been doing a lot of volunteer work, hasn't she? Yeah. But then my mum's a very selfless person, you know, and she's, she was really enjoying the, the volunteer work, wasn't she? But then she started doing more and more of it. And then I almost feel like, because my mum is very generous, I think people were maybe asking a bit too much of her. Yeah. You know, it was like expecting her to do just more and more and more. And, and it over time kind of built up. 
and then my mum was kind of like being a bit like oh you know they're, they're asking me to do this now they want me to do that I don't feel like I can say no and I could almost see her like she'd gone from being very excited about it to all of a sudden being quite negative about it yeah and I said but mum like you are doing a lot like you're, you're every day you know you're here then you're there and this that and the other and it's okay for you to say no yeah it's okay for you to go actually I'm spreading myself too thinly here and despite the fact you know I'm I'm doing a good thing I'm giving up my time I'm helping out for free and etc etc which is it's amazing yeah, yeah. but I suppose that the example I'm giving here is that it's easy to let good things kind of like snowball and get a little bit out of hand yeah because my mum's retired yeah, you know, yeah she needs to enjoy she's worked her ass off all her life yeah yeah you know like many people that have retired and it's she needs well, to you know enjoy happens? a bit of bit of her own time as well well so, we, what we've said about this is like you end up resenting it but something the, that you love exactly. you start to resent yeah and, and that's what i said to her i said like you i said you've gone from talking very highly of all of this to almost seeing it as a bit of a like a negative thing in your life right now yeah, and yeah. that's not because mum like doesn't want to do it anymore she was just doing too much yeah so she's now she said you're right like and she's stripped it back and said no to a few more things she was like oh, i feel so much better yeah because i feel like a, I've got a bit more of my own time back, but B, I feel like I'm when I'm doing the voluntary work, I can really give myself. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas yeah, before, like it. I was tired, I was like not really giving the best of me to to the best of my capabilities, and and I thought like it's it's so easy to let things just. Uh, just spiral out of control. Yeah. You know, the, it, even, it, even the good things. It's you know? interesting because we've, we've both had conversations about um, how <clears throat> when you often see in families when the parents' health deteriorates, how much conflict that creates mm. in the entire family as there's a responsibility there for people to step in and help. And we've yeah. been, been watching this kind of happen across like our friends and, and our yeah. own families. And, and these, you know, it becomes a very kind of stressful situation. And where, again, when people can't cope with what's going on, despite it would have been maybe a bit more of a natural kind of I would imagine years ago people lived closer together and they would have just stepped in and helped each other whereas now it's kind of there's a big distance and we've both noticed with our parents trying to care for their parents how they real really struggle to cope with that at times mm. and a common theme that we're seeing is that the grandparents rarely say thank you to the parents there's a bit of a well, I'm, like, I'm always having to go at me now <laughs> there's, a, there's been a slight decline in like in manners yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's it's just like age isn't it but then other people are like the neighbour or the kind of person up the road is, is just put on a pedestal it's, it's weird but it's, it's happening in both sides of our family we keep laughing about it don't we but it's also noticing with our parents that they aren't coping with some of the, the kind of because it's a struggle you know it's hard and they're kind of trying to get you know support for their parents for their health and trying to get them you know medication reviews and all this it's just like it, it seems to have created quite a lot of stress but it means that they don't spend quality time together anymore. The time that they're spending together is mm. all very kind of like practical. And, and, and so, and we've both said, we don't think our parents cope very well with our grandparents anymore. It's almost like they've lost that kind of, they don't have any, they don't do nice things together. Yeah. It's all about, oh, you know, kind of almost like obligations and then huge amounts of guilt if they're not doing yeah. the amount of things they yeah, should yeah. do. And, you know, we've kind of said, it's almost like, you need to skip a generation and let the next generation just step in and sort all of that so they could still enjoy their time together. Yeah. It's just, just a pattern that, that I've kind of noticed. But we were both saying it's almost like our, our mums especially seem to have lost the ability to kind of cope with things 
because they, they end up doing a lot of things because they feel obligated to or feel guilty if they don't do it. But then when they're doing it, they resent it. <laughs> it's like, well... And then their hells are a reflection of that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, so, good, yeah. And I'm sure that's a pattern that you probably see in other situations. That's just one we've both seen in our kind of experience. But I'm sure there are other situations where you can see people doing a load of stuff. In fact, just giving up your time all the time is for everybody else is not healthy. No especially when you start to resent it and then it's kind of like but but that's negative. this is the whole point isn't it like you know when, when we talk about overwhelm we talk about coping with any situation you need to kind of step back and think of why you do feel overwhelmed in the first place and the clues in the kind of name like when you're overwhelmed it's because you're you're taking on too much be it you know like with your to-do list with your commitments to other people with you know, with work, with the expectations that you place on yourself. Like it's this massive like hit of like overwhelm because you're, you're quite clearly just trying to do too much. Yeah. But it's almost like in humans' DNA, it seems, to just always try and... The, <laughs> the answer to overwhelm is to do more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and it's, it's, the same, it's the same with like, you know, to use a training and nutrition example, you know, the best way to get results in the gym is to go every single day, is to do like 25 different exercises. <laughs> you know, rather than like me now, I go to the gym and I do four or five exercises, you know, but I do, for me, I'm like, I really focus and they're really good quality reps and sets and whatever. And I feel great for that. And I know that that's going to benefit me. Whereas other people be like, no, five exercises, no, there needs to be at least 10. You know, you need, you just need to do more, more, more. That's how you're going to get results. Same with your diet. You know, deprive yourself even more than you are right now. Yeah. That's the key to get results. Yeah. And that's how we seem to work. Rather than going, actually, I really don't like the idea of that. I feel quite overwhelmed by the thought of doing it. And my chances of sticking to that are very, very slim. Yeah, I'm going to make this much more realistic much more achievable and uh i know that there's a greater chance that i'll do that yeah and i'll be able to tick it off but it's just it's just flipping your mindset and i think we're all guilty of it and like i say we haven't cracked it by any means we still have days don't we where we just yeah i think what we've got better at is i think it, it definitely helps to have you've got to have that foundation of like nutrition and sleep like lose those two and and you you'll feel the effects of it so much more and movement sorry as well yeah i think nutrition sleep and movement you've got to that's got to be kind of consistent and that allows you to cope with whatever life is gonna throw mm. at you that's your foundation isn't yeah it? but then the rest of the kind of mental side it's it's a skill that you build but you're gonna to have to fine-tune it as our entire environment changes so rapidly at the moment so you're gonna to have to keep fine-tuning you know yeah. what you take in what you what you respond to where do you want to be do you want to be on you know do you want to be online what platforms whatever like but just constantly keep thinking about am i really just you know, have I just spread myself so thinly mm. and that's why I'm losing the ability now to kind of like, you know, get up in the morning and, and, and be able to respond rationally to stuff because mm. that, that is easily done. And, and half of this stuff is addictive. Like, let's face it, we've just talked about once you get that that kind of response from social media, it's like, oh, that was amazing. Now I'm going to do that again. And, you know, and then you're chasing it and you're chasing it. Yeah. And, and again, so the same thing starts to happen. And I think for me, I have moments where I just say to myself, right, I'm going to, shut off and you know I, I will literally just go and open a fiction book that's my favorite escape or uh, as you know like I, <laughs> I watch comedy online and you can always tell 
you often joke with me, don't you? And say, I can tell when you're, in fact, you find me messages. We spend a lot of time apart, don't we? Like you'll yeah. be kind of, um, you go and visit your nan a lot at the moment. So we have three or four days apart. I'll be lecturing and I'll, I'll start firing you comedy videos. And you pick up the phone and you're like, are you all right? What's wrong? Yeah. What's going on? It's your go-to. <laughs> like, let's give her a, let's give her a bell. <laughs> There's a great line in it. We've been watching um, Ricky Gervais Afterlife. Afterlife. And uh, so I've been watching a few things, interviews with him on YouTube and he does some cracking interviews about religion. Obviously, some people might not like what he has to say about religion, but very kind of incredibly knowledgeable about religion generally. But there was just one point where he's on an American chat show and they said, well, if you don't believe in God, what do you believe in and what do you worship in life? Because we all have to have something that we worship. And he said, dogs. (laughs) And they yeah. said, why dogs? And his reply was, because dogs just love you. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, dogs love you. Dogs love you more than they love themselves. They are devoted to you. So I'm always going to worship dogs. <laughs> he's like, that's yeah, amazing. He's, he's yeah. an animal lover, isn't he? <laughs> but yeah. So I think, I think you've got to have, as we just said, your kind of strategies in place, your go-to things that you do, you know, walk in, time out, whatever. What do you do to cope? You're quite a, you're a Netflixy person, aren't you? I'm a Netflixy person. Yeah. <laughs> What's that got to do with coping? As in, like when you're a bit overwhelmed, you'll often go and just put an, a, a box set on of some sort and yeah. just kind of lose yourself. Yeah, but do you know what? Like a big thing for me in that, I mean, we we keep saying we're going to do an episode on this, but you know, like my headspace this year compared to last year is like completely different, isn't it? Yeah. You know, in the the same barriers are still there. The same obstacles are still there. I just said two words that mean the same thing. I'm aware of that. <laughs> but my mindset now is just so much different. So that I still have moments where I feel a bit overwhelmed. There's, I still have moments where like imposter syndrome has kicked in. And first and foremost, I'm grateful that I have someone to talk to about it, you know, which is you, you know, because that always makes me feel better. And I'd like to think the same yeah, applies yeah. to you. Like... And, and I think that's what breaks my heart the most when, when people, when you hear about someone like committing suicide and you just, you just think, God, like, did they have no one to talk to? Or did they have no one they felt they could talk to? Yeah. That's the big thing. You've always said if they don't feel there's a there's kind of hope or escape in any way from yeah. a situation which, which another person would help you see exactly. if you couldn't see it. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and that, that's the thing that I find really, really sad because I feel so grateful to have that, that I have someone. And if I didn't have you, I've always been able to speak to my mum and my nan. You know, I've always had a very, very good relationship with them. <laughs> Your nan's responses now are like, <laughs> man off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, but she's very uh, your nan is very practical in a kind of exactly yeah, you know, she's they come very, up with like, very kind of practical solutions to, yeah, to whatever yeah. which is, again I think I think that is a, that, that's changing a lot now it's like we're losing the ability to think of a practical solution for ourselves yeah. but again yeah, yeah. we always say to people you know if anyone comes to us and, and they're saying you know, you know this is going on I'm struggling with X, Y and Z I don't quite know what to do and how many times and I know I've said this before but how many times do we go back and say so if you, your best friends come to you, they've just said the exact same thing to you that you've just said to us. What advice would you give them? And they'd go, well, I'd probably tell them to do blah, blah, blah. They'd go, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Do that yourself. Yeah. But that's how we work. Yeah, we're, yeah. Like you said earlier, you said we're, we're very good at giving advice and sometimes we don't take it ourselves. Yeah. Do, do you see what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. when you're giving advice to someone else, you're this third party 
you know, you're not directly involved. Whereas when it's you, you obviously are directly involved because it's you that's got to, but you got know, to make you know, the change. Yeah, but you know, and I think where the problem lies with that situation is often is that what messes up the practicality is your your kind of emotional state. And that is going right back to what we talked about a little bit earlier, which is things like your self-esteem and your confidence and your ego even yeah. like all of these things yeah. affect your ability to put that practical solution in place so guilt is another one mm. we, we, we've said with our parents we'll talk through situation and go here is the practical solution to that situation and oh I couldn't do that and still oh, I'd feel so guilty if I did that you know, yeah. if I looked after myself I'd feel so yeah, guilty feel terrible. yeah and and similarly when I work with clients I kind of give them that practical solution and then the, the, they'll kind of feedback why they can't do it and a lot of this stuff goes back to what Gabo Mate talks about is it's stuff that you've been programmed you've had programmed into you from a childhood like from from childhood mm. which is you know be it why you're a yes person why you're a people pleaser you know those kind of things and so you know it might even be something that I've kind of started to look at with some of my clients is like hypnosis because hypnotherapy is is about switching your kind of default thought mode I'm yet to kind of find, you know, a, a successful case yet, but that is what hypnosis aims to do is change that mm. default pattern. So we know it really helps with addiction. Everyone knows someone who gave up smoking thanks to Alan Carr books. Alan Carr, he did the give up smoking. It's kind of like a hypnotherapy. And he, I think he uses hypnotherapy in some books. I, I, I see it all the time. Alan in clinics. Carr? Yeah. Isn't he like that? No, no, no. Comedian there's, there's guy. Two. All right. Yeah. Interesting. I was talking to a friend who's trying to get her mom to address her health and sort out things like we've just talked about. And she said, oh, honestly, it'd take Paul McKenna to sort my mum out. (laughs) Is he available to drop in on my mum? Because that's, she's literally like, I'm not, no one could hypnotise me. Like she's so set in her ways about thought patterns. And it's like, well, how do you change that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hypnosis, I, I don't know it very well. That's garbage, though. No, 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 no. There's some, some hypnotherapists who come to class who no, say... No, but I mean the whole, you know, like, okay, Yeah, sleep. no, no, do what they, what they say is... When you wake is, up, you're going to bark like a dog, sleep. <laughs> Shut up. Now wake up. No. <laughs> the, the, the hypnotherapists that I see in class say it's, it's basically almost like mindfulness and meditation. You're teaching people to go into a state that is more about reality than it is about their subconscious beliefs, which mm. are, you're not very good, you should feel guilty about this, you need the cigarette. That's your subconscious belief, that's mm. not reality. And then I think from what I've gathered, I should go and have hypnotherapy and see if I can come on, on a podcast and go, I'm just transformed. Can try, you imagine? And, try and hypnotise people through the podcast. Yeah, 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 imagine. We should get a hypnotherapist on. falling into a deep sleep. We should get a hypnotherapist on. I bet they could talk about what... It, what when I click my fingers, <laughs> you will hate... Stop it, people might be driving. The taste of chocolate. <laughs> I've had people say it worked for that as well. Who knows? You will only snack on carrot sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Never touch a pizza again. You've got the voice. <laughs> what would what would you what would you go for if you could go and have one thought like nailed into your brain that was like your that becomes your default thought? I don't know. That's a really hard question to answer. So it could be like not. I want to break my addiction with ice cream, for example. No, I have a very healthy relationship with ice cream. <laughs> Thank you very much. So what would you go for? I don't know. I don't know. I think I would have something like. You are enough, like you, mm. like, like that, yeah. so that you stop doing those behaviours. Yeah. That you, you know, trying to prove that you are enough, if that makes sense. And then that that, that, that saying does my head in because you see it on Instagram all the time. You are enough, but it's kind of true. Well, I tell you what, I want to give one last example. Okay. 
based on what we've been speaking about. You can about. try to hypnotise the viewers again. Yeah. <laughs> no, so we keep, we're talking about coping and we are, we've, we've mentioned action, haven't we? Taking yeah. action. And rather than necessarily just having your action being just to do more to try and achieve this thing or things that you've, you've kind of like given yourself a task of doing. Like we were saying, weren't we, how... And this is God's honest truth now. Like last year was was a really tough year for us, like on, on many levels. And maybe we can do a whole podcast talking about <laughs> about this. A tough year. Uh, yeah, but, you know, because I think a lot of people can relate to a lot of it. But I think more importantly, what I want to focus on right now is that because everyone has tough years, you know, for, for, for many years and, and whatnot. It's, it's life. Like we totally understand that. And, and it's all about overcoming these things. But for us, like we did get so overwhelmed with where we were at and the industry that we were in. And we were we were questioning whether we wanted to be in this industry anymore because we, we felt that was it good for us? Was it healthy for us? You know, like were we... You know, we, we had that, you know, are we, are we good enough? Are we, you know, are we able to, to help the people that we want to help because, you know, we're, we're not as popular, we're not as big, we're not celebrities, we're not doctors. Like, and also, but we don't like being, we're not, we don't like shouting out online all the time. Like, it's just not, not in yeah. us, you know. Like. I, I like a quiet life. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't be a celebrity. No. I don't think. <laughs> I'd, I'd be one of those, pap, uh, one of those ones that like, you know, like, you know, like Jamiroquai or, or or the Gallagher's, you know, the paparazzi. Oh, right. Get out my face. <laughs> Can't I have dinner with my missus? <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, but I completely, you've completely thrown me off there, Kerry. Sorry, what was your what was your final thought? You're doing your final thought. I was, and you just it's so easily distracted. Scuffed it. You need your little tree um, on your phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, bloody hell. Kerry. We, we had a difficult year last year. Oh, yeah, that's and a difficult year. But the, we, were, I, 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 we were both like quite overwhelmed with it all, weren't we? And we were like, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then I turned around to you, didn't I? And said, like, look, like, if we decide to leave this industry, it's absolutely fine. Like, we, we don't have an obligation to stay in this industry if we genuinely feel that like where where we don't want to be in it or it's not making us happy and it's not it's it's impacting our health in a negative way you know it's okay and we said didn't we like why don't we get our cvs done yeah because we were a bit like the amount of times we had said we'd be better off getting a job because we'd have we'd have financial security would have a pension, you know, you would have, would have annual leave, you know, like, you know, so we could actually go on holiday and still get paid and, and all of these things. It was all about security, wasn't it? Yeah, but also being able to choose when we could work, whereas at the moment you could almost work, you can never work enough. Like well, it's, essentially, running a business is my, you could just work yeah, till midnight. We, we were working all the time, yeah. but that wasn't anybody else's fault other than our own. Yeah, yeah. We did that. We we chose to work every single day. We chose to work early. We chose to work late because we felt that was what was required yeah. to achieve what we wanted to achieve. And it overwhelmed us. It got the better of us. And there was a lot of self-doubt, negative talk, comparing ourselves to other people was not good for us at all. So we both uh, got our CVs done, didn't we? Yeah. And even though 
Neither of us got jobs, as you know, because <laughs> here we are, episode one, two, three. We're pursuing our goals and everything's great and we, we feel very happy and excited with how things are going. But taking the action in itself to get our CVs done was quite a big deal, wasn't it? Yeah. Because it felt like we were taking a positive step. instead. Of, so instead of moaning and whinging about not being happy, not being good enough, this, that and the other... We were like, right, okay, this game. Talking about it's getting boring now. Let's get our CVs done. Start applying for jobs. What we both actually said was like, it's what you need to know that there is a route out. And mm. this is what when I work with clients and say, you know, do you like your job and that kind of thing? It's when there's no escape. I think yeah. and we've said this before. I think on the podcast that, that is the worst thing for the human brain to feel trapped. And yeah. like there's no route out. And so this is where you'll see a lot of people who have a lot of financial responsibilities hate their job, but they can't move out of it because of that kind of financial pressure, looking mm. after a family, whatever it might be. And we both said the same thing. And and now I think it's really good to stop yourself in your tracks every now and then when you're not coping and say, is there a route out? And just remind yourself that there is at any point. Yeah. You might end up in like, you know, you've committed to things, you've ended up on projects, you've, you're working with someone that, you know, it's really not working out, but you can leave it's not and this is the thing we convince ourselves that we can't like it's funny how the brain works yeah, yeah. like that and that's you know i think with you and i we've kind of got trapped in that situation but then equally what was amazing about us doing our cvs and going off and and, and speaking to recruiters and having job interviews was i got feeling was it wasn't right i mean mm. i even started doing a nutritional therapy session on my recruiter <laughs> so it was like she was like oh yeah. you know <laughs> like what, what do you think about this diet? And then I was like, well, and then I ended up sending her a book. And then I was like, this is what I love doing. This is what I want to do. So I've got to control the environment better. Mm. And, you know, we, we did have some conversations. But we also said we'll do regular reflections as to whether it's still working for us. And, you know, to change it is not giving up. That was the other thing that we had to kind of reframe for ourselves. It's, it's not giving up. It's, it's that you've decided it's not right for you yeah. and it doesn't serve you and, and that's a that's a more that's a that's a brave decision to take it's way it is. more kind of courageous than slogging your guts out because you're trying to for the sake of others or please others or do what you th you feel you're supposed to do and sacrificing your own happiness and health and, and well-being and then eventually you'll get angry about that and lose your shit yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of how it works well it's, it's like you say like you you we got to a point where we felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel we just felt like we were working hours and hours, you know, we, and we, we, do you know what? We should probably talk about this on another episode because we, we've been going on for over an hour now, but the reality was like, it was affecting our health. It was affecting our relationship. And we said like, is, as far, I'm not willing to make that sacrifice, you know, like my health, my relationship with you, like two of the most important things in the world to me, like, yeah, at the moment, what we're doing is affecting that. It's no one's fault. We're not blaming anybody. It was a, a rut that we had got into with our own kind of mindset. And we were struggling to cope with the amount of pressure we had placed on ourselves. We're self-employed. No one's putting that pressure on us. Yeah. There's no one above us. We did it. Yeah. We, we, we created the problem, so to speak. But we took action. And yeah. we were like, right, stop talking about the problem. Let's talk about solutions. And for us, a solution was, okay, we want security. We want to be able to just maybe not have the responsibility of running our own business, or so we thought. Let's get a job. Yeah. Step one, get a CV. 
you know, like the last CV I wrote was one at school. That was like, <laughs> <laughs> I actually Please found... Please hand that in one day to a, to a job application. I'll tell you what we'll do, right? We'll do, we'll do an episode on this and I'll read you my <laughs> CV. Prior to having a pro do my CV, we could, I'll read them both out and you can, you're, you, you'll absolutely crack up. I couldn't believe it. But then I've, I've always worked for myself pretty much, yeah. aside from when I was a fitness instructor for a few years. I'd imagine as well that, that like the things that we're talking about here, as in the two of us running a business, is the same as two people running a family, two people... Exactly. Running, you know, it's the same, exactly. same arguments, the same situations. It's just, just you know, like different subjects matter of course but it's very similar like mindset that you find yourself in and like you've said it's it's about supporting one another to come up with actually kind of solutions and stop being so kind of you know at times we were horrible to each other like we're just taking it out on each other because we weren't coping it's a combination of a bit of teamwork but a bit of kind of work on yourself to stop that becoming the norm and and actually starting to to threaten your relationship as well as you know exactly we mentioned your health and stuff I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think it's like, don't accept things that make you unhappy and feel that you just need to accept them. Like, you know, if you're not happy in your job, then change it. You don't have to stay in the job that you're in. If you're not happy in the relationship that you're in, you know, you don't have to stay in it. You know, you know, it it can change. And I'm not saying just, you know, (laughs) just quit your job abruptly or leave the person that you're with abruptly. Like, I think one of the first things to do powerfully is is because you can't change everything overnight is put steps in place to make it you know manageable or the experience better yeah. like and that that's the first thing that you can do and everyone can do something whether it be that like you just said build a better platform of nutrition lifestyle movement that kind of stuff will make it more bearable and then like you've just said then you put steps in place to make bigger changes yeah and your brain is going thank flip there is a way out of this do you know what i mean like it's so it's you start to feel better and more positive you become a nicer person you laugh more you can actually start to appreciate you know the bird song and 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 chuckle at comedy and actually one last thing that I'll, I'll leave on here is a nice reflection for you for people to do is I remember saying to you when I we took our business online and I studied nutrition and, and it can get really serious studying nutrition in terms of like you're learning about really serious cases you're around a lot of people who are not well cancer heart disease there's a lot of fear for you as a practitioner like am I doing the right thing you know and for about a good I think four years plus then trying to run a social media online business at the same time for about a good four years, I, I think I said to you, I don't think I laughed. <laughs> like, I just like, yeah. did not laugh. Uh, everything was so serious. Life was so serious. And I never realised how how much of a different person I'd become. Mm. So, the, you know, from when we first met, when it was all about how can we make, you know, people enjoy this stuff more and yeah. love food and exercise better. And it was also positive and it became very negative and I think if people just step back now listen like listening when was the last time you did like properly you know as in like when your stomach hurts laugh. Belly laugh, yeah. yeah because you lose that ability to just let yourself go and really kind of find things hilarious that you shouldn't and it's something in the last couple of years we have definitely got back and you know really just tried to like I said we've adapted our environment as fast as we could when we realized that god that's no life if you've mm. you know you've not laughed for yeah no, exactly. <laughs> just, that's, that's and, and, awful and that's trust me it's easy to get into to slip into that yeah. like because i've always considered myself a very happy very positive person and i'll be perfectly honest with you I, I didn't really like the person that i felt that i'd become you know for the last couple of years and like i said i'm pleased to say that i've changed that now from a lot of sources of influence should yeah. i say and it's, it is easy to kind of like just kind of like to let it kind of like to carry on slipping 
and it's important that you kind of like become aware of it and stop it and put actions actionable steps in place not overwhelming steps actionable steps that you genuinely feel you can achieve because what use is just going oh there's this massive list of reasons i'm unhappy here's now a massive list of all the things i need to do to change those (laughs) oh my god like i'm not going to be able to do it and then you feel stuck but um we'll wrap up there fizz i hope you've enjoyed that i feel like i could talk to you for hours babes (laughs) (laughs) i hope it was useful we haven't just like waffled on well it was a waffle Uh, but i think it was a a useful waffle. Yeah, a waffle of wisdom. A you a A what? A useful. Doesn't work. Useful waffle. You suffle. A useful. I think it's. I think it works. Okay. Well, you, Put it on you, a jumper. You, you get that you hashtag more. going then. You suffle more. <laughs> <laughs> right, fees. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, thank you for tuning in to episode 123, and we'll see you in 124. Bye bye. See ya. Whoa.